Welcome to the Cognitive Rampage. I'm Adam Lowry, and these are the issues. What I'm going to talk about today is political corruption. We all know it exists. We all know it's there. Most of us don't do anything about it. And so it proceeds and we allow it to continue. Now, I'm going to show you a video um, that I found from represent.us. This hopefully will shed some light on exactly how this corruption takes place. Now, I could just get into it, but I'm just gonna share this video. Um, Represent.us is a movement that's actually spreading all across um, the United States. Represent.us is coming up with um, a way to end corruption, but uh, here's the video that I can share with you now. For the last few years, I've had this sense that everything I learned as a kid about how America's government works is completely wrong but I had no idea how bad things actually were until I saw this one graph. Researchers at Princeton University looked at more than 20 years worth of data to answer a pretty simple question. Does the government represent the people? Now, this is what they found. This axis here represents public support for any given idea. On the left at 0% are ideas that not a single American wants. On the right at 100% are ideas that everyone supports. This axis represents the likelihood of Congress passing a law that reflects any of these ideas, from a 0 to a 100% chance. On this graph, an ideal republic would look like this. If 50% of the public supports an idea, there's a 50% chance of it becoming law. If 80% of us support something, there's an 80% chance. You get the idea. Now, most Americans would probably agree that, with a few exceptions, we should be as close to this ideal as possible. Unfortunately, the way America actually works doesn't even come close. Take an idea that nobody supports, literally nobody, and it has about a 30% chance of becoming federal law. Now, take an incredibly popular idea, the most popular idea this country has ever seen, and there's also about a 30% chance of it becoming law. This means that the number of American voters for or against any idea has no impact on the likelihood that Congress will make it law. Put another way, and I'm just going to quote the Princeton study directly here, the preferences of the average American appear to have only a minuscule, near zero, statistically non-significant impact upon public policy. So if you've ever felt like your opinion doesn't matter and that the government doesn't really care what you think, well, you're right. But there's a catch. This flat line only accounts for the bottom 90% of income earners in America. Economic elites, business interests, people who can afford lobbyists, they get their own line. Look at how much closer their line is to the ideal. When they want something, the government is much more likely to do it. And when they don't, they have the power to completely block it from happening, no matter how much the rest of the country supports it. They get what they want, and guess who ends up paying for it? We pay for it with the most expensive healthcare in the world. We pay for it with a tax code that's a complete mess. We pay for it with internet that's slower and more expensive, with wasteful spending, a floundering education system, a catastrophic drug war, and one in five American children born into poverty. Almost every major issue we face as a nation can be traced back to this graph. How does this happen? Well, just follow the money. Right now, it's perfectly legal to buy political influence in America. 
Here's how it works. Let's say a big bank wants a law that would force taxpayers to bail them out again if they repeat the exact same reckless behavior that crashed the global economy in 2008. Not exactly the most popular idea with the public, and Congress knows that. That should be the end of it. But that's where the money comes in. It's perfectly legal for our bank to hire a team of lobbyists whose entire job is to make sure that the government gives the bank what it wants. Then those lobbyists can track down members of Congress who regulate banks and help raise a ton of money for their re-election campaigns. It's perfectly legal for those lobbyists to offer those same politicians million dollar jobs at their lobbying firm. Then those lobbyists can literally write the language of this new bailout law themselves and hand it off to the politician they just buttered up with campaign money and lucrative job offers. And it's perfectly legal for those politicians to take the lobbyist-written language and sneak it through Congress at the last second. So now you've got a law that greatly benefits the banks and the whole process can start over. This is how a bill becomes a law. A special interest hires some lobbyists, those lobbyists collect campaign contributions, offer jobs, and then write the laws that Congress then passes to help those same special interests. This happens every day on every single issue with politicians of both parties. In the last five years alone, the 200 most politically active companies in the United States spent $5.8 billion influencing your government. Those same companies got 4.4 trillion in taxpayer support. And that's trillion, with a T. And that's just the top 200 companies. Never mind every other special interest, every union, every trade association, and every billionaire. Every single one of them can use their money to buy political influence. You know, there's this idea out there that this only became a problem after the Supreme Court Citizens United decision in 2010. But the data goes back almost 40 years, and the results are clear. Corruption is legal in America. And as long as it is, anyone who can spend money to buy political influence will. The solution here isn't rocket science. Make corruption illegal. We already know Congress won't do it. I mean, one look at this chart will tell you that. What we need is a plan that lets us go around Congress and do what the American people do best. Fix this mess ourselves. Well, good news. We have that plan and it's already working. Now that we've got the problem covered, let us show you how to be part of the solution. If that doesn't move you to uh, want to do something, uh, I can't tell you what will. Uh, when you see that that's the level of corruption that exists, I mean, flat out job offers to those that, you know, vote and make laws that are helpful to the banks and, and big business. I mean, how long do we let that go on? How long do we allow special interest groups and gigantic corporations to essentially fund the voters to, to fund those that are the powerful ones that are voting to pass certain laws, just like they explained that video with the bank bill. They almost passed the same bill that allowed the banks to do what they did uh, to stock the, to cause the um, housing market crash back in um, uh, the recession or the great recession there. So they even tried to pass that law again to allow them to do the same thing, uh, but they caught it just in time. So. These are the levels uh, of cor corruption. You know, we as a people have no voice because we have no money in the game. 
It's all purchasable. Votes are, pur are purchasable and Congress is purchase purchasable, as you can see. And how many people go to jail with all this corruption, this legal corruption? Zero. Absolutely zero. Meanwhile, 51% of the federal population in prison is in jail for drug-related charges. And people have an issue with decriminalization. Are you fucking kidding me? So people are doing hard, long sentences, all right? Almost, I believe it's 26 or 27% of those in jail are in jail for a marijuana charge. A marijuana fucking charge. They're taking mothers and fathers and sons and daughters and brothers and sisters away from families when they really need help and they lock them up in these long-term prisons. Now prisons have turned to a prison industrial complex to where prisoners are now being charged when they're in there. And companies are making money by putting people in jail. How can we allow a company to make profit by locking up people? Especially when it's 51% of them are drug-related issues. This is a major issue. I'm going to talk next week about the issues more about the prison problems that are happening and how we are a, essentially a prison country. And that's how we operate. I'm very fucking medieval still. Um, locking up people for social constructs, really. But I'm going to talk about that more next week. But this political corruption, no one goes to jail. We know it happens. And... Every time, here comes the political candidates, just like now, getting ready, all screaming about change. And I mean, Barack Obama fucking killed me. You know, he had me all hyped up eight years ago, believing he really was going to change some shit, and he didn't do a fucking thing, you know? So they even, they catch me even sometimes with all that hype up talk and speech and backed, and then they get in there and they do absolutely nothing but what serves their special interest groups who have funded them, and they come out fucking rich. Congressmen go in and come out millionaires. How the fuck does this happen? We allow this corruption to go on, but we stay quietly in our country, consumed with ourselves, consumed with our own lives, chasing our own personal gains while we just completely ignore the corruption that continues. We turn a blind eye and it creates such a cognitive dissonance as if, you know, we all know the government's corrupt and it's bullshit, but yet for it to be corrupt it is too scary for people to really fathom, so they just go quietly into the dark night. And no one says anything. No one says as these politicians, state and federal level, both of them, take money from corporations that destroy our environments, they destroy the, the air we breathe, the, the food that we, the ground we grow our food in, the water that we drink, our environments, they destroy them. Our education system is in the shithole. I mean, our schools are, are more segregated now than ever. I mean, it's bullshit. And meanwhile, $4.4 trillion, these big interests and special, or these big corporations and special interest groups make by donating $5.8 billion to people's campaigns per year. Now, they also have a solution that I'm going to um, show you as well. Uh, I can pull up the solution video here. Um, remember, this video is from Represent Us or Represent.us. I've already signed up for them as well. Uh, you can sign up uh, as well. Just go to Represent.us. You can volunteer. It's a local anti-corruption act that they're trying to get passed. They're about 544,000 strong. Uh, I signed up for it. There's a bunch of local stuff that you can do to get involved. 
to try to help. Um, but let's say I'm going to show you the solution video here. This is a solution to the problem. See, we are all, I'm bitching. We're all out here bitching, talking about the issues. But, um, you know, finally people are coming up with solutions to the problem here. And uh, I'm going to play this video. Hi, I'm Josh Silver, director of Represent Us. If you're watching this, you probably agree that our government is broken, that it's corrupt, that it's wasteful, and it doesn't listen to us. But despite what you may think, we can fix it. We have a plan that doesn't rely on Congress to do it, doesn't need a constitutional amendment, and allows us to go right around the broken system, directly to the people. The thing is, we need your help. In 2014, we won a campaign to pass a major anti-corruption act in the capital city of Florida. A coalition of progressives, moderates, and conservatives in Tallahassee bypassed politicians, went straight to the people, and asked them to vote on a citywide anti-corruption act. It passed by a two-to-one margin, and now it's the law. If you want to learn more about what we did there, click this video over here. Within weeks of our victory, over 2,000 people across America raised their hands saying they wanted to be part of the next campaign to pass a sweeping law in their city or their state. At the end of this video, I'm going to tell you how, if we pass enough of these laws, we can take reform all the way to Washington and fix the problem for good. But first, we need thousands more people to raise their hands. If you're one of them, please click this link right here and we'll work with you directly to bring an anti-corruption act to your town. We're building this movement from the bottom up, but we need to be strategic. So we're looking for a dozen of the most promising cities and counties to support in 2015 and 16. And we need to pass two statewide anti-corruption ballot initiatives as well. These ballot initiatives work because they're bypassing the legislature completely and asking the people directly and it's not a new idea. Take marriage equality or, or marijuana legalization. It doesn't matter what you think about those issues. This is about political strategy. 10, 20 years ago, they were both going nowhere in Washington. So they changed the play and they went straight to the people. They redrew the political map. And today they're winning big time. But unlike those issues, everyone agrees with us. Over 80% of conservatives, progressives, everyone in between, support our robust anti-corruption laws. And who wouldn't? Anti-corruption acts create three common sense but major changes. First, they stop political bribery. A politician who regulates banks can't accept donations from banks. It just makes sense. They can't cash in and become millionaire lobbyists right after leaving office. Second, it ends secret money. No more secret special interests buying our democracy. And third, give everybody a voice by creating a small tax rebate for voters who make political contributions. Running for office is never gonna be free. Campaigning takes money. But this way, great candidates with great ideas, but without access to big money special interests, they can run and they can win. Okay, so what you really wanna know is how will passing state laws fix the Congress in Washington? Every time we win, a new batch of clean politicians go to Washington without having to take money from special interests. They're funded directly by their constituents. Imagine that. You know, the ones they're supposed to represent. In 2015, we're focusing on a handful of cities. By 2016, we want to pass anti-corruption laws in a dozen cities and two states. In 2018, we'll target two to four more states and lots more cities. 
As we continue to win, our success will inspire others, many others. And if we pass anti-corruption laws in 10 states, we'll start a domino effect and create a wave of reform. That's the beauty of the system our nation's founders gave us. We, the people, can have real influence if we seize the opportunity. Imagine a government without ties to big money special interests, a Congress that is once again of, by, and for the people. We can stop political bribery. We can end secret money. We can break the revolving door. If you're ready to accept the challenge, raise your hand. We're on the verge of making history, and that begins with you. It does begin with us. Oh, my hand's up. I wish you could see it, but I got to reshare the screen. But go there to, um, there you see it on the screen there, represent.us and sign up, please. Um, it's a solution and it's a start. I love how they're attacking on the grassroots level to make full country changes and national changes by attacking on the grassroots level. I mean, that's how you change the issues, right? They, rep they talked about marijuana there and they talked about gay rights there. They took these rights to the people and started the grassroots movement. Well, that's what I'm trying to do with represent.us is help them spread their grassroots movement here on the issues on the cognitive rampage and not just talk about the issues here, trying to offer solutions and point out uh, other people that are living their cognitive rampage in a way to help change the issues in this country. It's not always just about rampaging, but it's about rampaging for a solution and finding the right way to do it and represent.us is doing that. Again, I've raised my hand, I've stood up, I'm, I'm volunteering locally here. Uh, spread this video if you can, spread this video or spread represent.us's video and let's put an end to this issue of political corruption. This is Adam Lowry with The Cognitive Rampage. Hope you're taking care of you. Hey, I want you to check out uh, another podcast that I listen to uh, with two friends of mine. Uh, that's my buddy Chris Fisher and his friend Jesse Cage in the FNK podcast. You can catch them at um, fisherandcage.com, but uh, look them up on iTunes. They're a great podcast. I love listening to the fellas each week, but that's the FNK podcast. <laughs>